Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It's your Caper Cerakote. We're keeping it geekly with our returning guest, Keith Champagne, and he's bringing a friend, Rob Miller. We're here to break down the switch, Electricia, and everything in between. Keith, Rob, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing tonight? How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. How are you, how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty well, <laughs> thank you. Cody, you hey. doing okay? I, dude, I am excited. You guys are, we, I just hit you. You look like you just recently funded. Congratulations on that. Electrifying, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Electrifying. <laughs> so, Keith, we've had you on before um, a handful of times now. Um, for anyone who is watching, uh, give us a, a quick little recap of who you are uh, and, uh, you know, how you got into comics. So, my name is Keith Christian Champagne. And I am a longtime comic book artist slash anchor slash writer. Uh, I've spent decades wasting my life working with DC Comics and Marvel Comics. Oh, there's and, Tom. Uh, oh, hey, Tom's here. Great. And like almost every other company in this industry. And, uh, and now I Tom cat around. No pun intended, Tom. And uh, <laughs> I like that. Try to have as Hi, much Cody. fun as I can. Hey, welcome to the stream as well, Tom. We're joined here with uh, Tom. Sorry, I'm Go late. ahead. Hey, not a problem at all. Not a problem. We were actually just starting introductions, so perfect timing. Um, uh, Rob, Tom, feel free to take the wheel. You guys are next. You go, Rob. I'm still uh, settling in. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I've uh, you know always liked comics and uh, cartoon stuff, so you know always liked drawing and. Um, Started uh, making money at it though in like '99. I did live caricatures at a theme park up here in uh, Minnesota uh, called Valley Fair, and then I did some uh, state fairs. You know, just living a carny lifestyle and uh, <laughs> living in a trailer with a bunch of stinky guys drinking beer and eating chips. And uh, and then I uh, didn't really want to do that anymore, and um, just. Got a little bit more freelance, a little more freelance, and uh, end up doing um, uh, whatever I could, whether it's book illustration, uh, spot illustrations, um, then doing some video production stuff here and there, uh, basically whatever I could. Um, and then um, some comic book coloring uh, from from uh, knowing these two fellows here uh, was good. And then... Uh, for six years, I've been doing uh, the Big Brother comics, BB Comics, and some other uh, behind-the-scenes production stuff for them. Um, other than that, I'm just uh, doing doing what I can as an artist to make money. And uh, where could everyone find you? I know we were talking backstage. You said you do commissions as well. You know, where can they find you if they're interested in getting a commission? Oh yeah, well, if you go to robmiller.com, r-o-b-b-m-i-l-l-e-r.com. Or Rob Miller Art on Instagram, or Rob Goblin. <laughs> so the best ones. No, thank you. And uh, Tom, we were we were just doing introductions, so feel free to uh, give us a little introduction of who you are and how you got into uh, creating comics. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that I really like this setup. It's very professional looking. Thank I don't you. know if it's the lighting or if it's just the you have a wallpaper in the background or a little bit of both. It's very, <laughs> it's very nice. I, I spent the last five minutes admiring this this is this uh um oh what's that uh free free program you guys use like youtubers use and stuff like that is so this, uh, Streamyard uh is free but i you got to pay money to get that uh wallpaper so 
I had to spice it up a little bit, add a little wow. bit of flair, stand out from all the in other your ones. Business. This is high production. <laughs> no, thank I you, like thank it. You. I like it quite a bit. Um, okay, so we're uh, uh, okay. My name is Tom Megan. I was born in uh, in America. How do, you, how do you pronounce your name again? Huh, Nelson. Nagaiquin. <laughs> you know what? This is like my last name is one of those that you picked how you want to say it. And chances are it's correct. I was told yeah, I was going to lose bounty points if I didn't get it. <laughs> well, Keith always likes to troll around. I know that's this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, anyway, so, um, uh, see, I was born in Minneapolis, and I still live here in the suburbs of Minnesota. And uh, I have I, uh, always loved drawing. I feel like I've told this story like a million times this new year already. I've done so many interviews and podcasts. But uh, yeah, long story short, just always loved drawing, loved comic books, loved superheroes. Uh, whenever I drew as a kid, I always gravitated towards, you know, the superhero stuff like Superman, Spider-Man, He-Man, some Transformers. Um, got into my teenage years, picked up some comics, started loving comic books and found out that you can make a living drawing. And uh, I'm like, this is for me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I... I after high school, I went to one year of college, dropped out, wasn't for me. Um, and um, I broke in comics as an anchor for DC Comics on a book called Major Bummer, which is, uh, it's it's got a very small cult following. It lasted 15 issues before it got canceled. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've been keeping myself, you know, fairly busy since then. Uh, went on to do other titles like Superman, The Man of Steel, JLA uh green lantern stuff uh, mostly as an inker um as the years went on i started to uh, dabble more in penciling which was my original goal anyway you know breaking in as an inker was just a means to an end mm -hmm. and um keith could probably fill you in a little bit more on that since we work together quite a bit um and he has a very similar parallel except you know he broke in as an inker he parlayed that into writing whereas i kind of went the penciling route so um, you know, we, we have a lot of similarities in our career, um, and we've worked in the industry for a similar amount of years as well. But, um, yeah. And then like, uh, Rob just said, um, I, I dabble a lot now in freelance work for uh, TV shows and stuff. Um, mostly in the reality competition stuff, big brother, Wipeout, double dare on Nickelodeon. Um, a couple other things coming up that, um, unfortunately i i'm not allowed to say anything quite yet until they give me the green light but um yeah i've been dabbling mostly in tv the last few years um, i still have a foot in comic books just not as steady as i used to be but um you know no matter how little i feel like i work in comics i'm so grateful for the titles that i have worked on because really i mean that i'm so lucky to have worked on certain issues that just keep me relevant to these you know to this day and keep mm -hmm. people like you asking me to come on your show <laughs> hey it's it's always an honor to get a guest on the show to talk you know about comics and we're here to talk about uh one of the most electrifying comics on kickstarter uh the switch electricia you know how did you three meet you know how did uh this comic uh come about tom you're doing a really good job talking why don't you just keep going <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, long story short, uh, Keith just came up to me and said, Hey, you want to do this? I'm writing it. This is what it's about. Uh, you know, and, and you get to design the characters. Now he sent me like a couple, like really rough stuff on like a couple designs. 
Um, but he says, you know, just do whatever you want. You'll be the co-creator. And, um, you know, before that, I mean, this is probably back in 2015, I want to say. Um, but before that, Keith and I had worked on a few things already. You know, he's the one, he was the one that really went to bat for me as far as trying to get me to do penciling work um, with him. And, um, you know, I've had a blast. You know, I've, I've, I've worked with writers as renowned as Dave Gibbons. Mm -hmm. Keith Champagne will always be my favorite. <laughs> the Keith Champagne. You know, it's uh, funny, just... Keith, no, no, I've said this before in other shows, but Keith is like the only writer that I could, I could read his script and he literally doesn't care what I draw. Mm -hmm. I could change his script and draw something completely different. He won't care. <laughs> That's why I like working with Keith. No, but the concept was cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, how I remembered it, the concept was pitched to me slightly different than how it came out. But Keith really played up, you know, to my, uh, I don't know, strength is the right word, but, um, you know, my fondness for, you know, drawing like cute, sexy, like women and stuff like that. For better or for worse, that is kind of a reputation of mine. Um, just judging by the amount of requests and commissions I get. It shows, you know, this is, you know, like a, a really scantily, I mean, you've seen her as a scantily mm -hmm. clad electric girl. And I thought, why not? Just do it. So we did. So is this what led to the creation of New Pain, like, produ uh, productions? Or was that, like, kind of, like, in the works before this? Um, New Pain, do you, you want me to <laughs> keep going? Keep, keep going. No, <laughs> Well, let's see. Well, the only thing different between New Pain now and before New Pain even started was just acquiring the name. And uh, the name is like an amalgam of my name and Keith Champagne, New Yin and Pain. But um, I think it might have started with Hack Pain. That's a different story where um, we we both had um, uh, this this crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy guy who just wouldn't leave us alone a oh, stalker for a better hmm? he did work he did work in comics we he did work in comics he's he's, he's a fellow he's a he's a fellow uh, colleague i know he became uh he became a little cuckoo <laughs> and uh so uh you know he he uh, he insulted my buddy keith by calling him keith hack pain and i'm like oh that's not nice and then um but I mean, you know the stuff true. he would, but but the stuff he said to me in private was a lot worse. But uh, we thought, well, you know, the hack pain was kind of funny, and maybe we can play off that. How about new pain? And there you go. That's that's how that started. <laughs> we we're gonna, regardless of whether we had new pain or not, we we're gonna probably keep making comics together till mm -hmm. you know we die anyway. So might as well make it official somehow. And then you know, um, during the original Kickstarter campaign, um, I was originally supposed to draw and color the entire thing. Uh, we got behind schedule. I couldn't color at all. And that's where uh, my buddy Rob came in. You know, he's got some really uh, great uh, software skills with uh, illustration and Photoshop. And um, he's reliable and he's a close buddy of mine. I've known him since we were 14. And, uh, you know, it was one of the easiest phone calls I had to make. We just asked him to come on board and help us out. And he did, did gangbusters and, you know, really um, bailed us out. You know, did you know? Just really reliable, dependable guy. So, 
Thank that's you. how uh, that's new pain for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. And this was a comic, uh, like you guys said, that came out a couple years ago uh, with Dynamite, um, and now it's getting remastered. Uh, so give us a little bit about what's going into this. It's 112 pages, uh, deluxe edition. Sounds like uh, one big bang for your buck. Well, I think it's going to be... Tom, do you mind if I talk a little bit? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so what it is is that what we decided to do... <laughs> okay, I'll let Keith talk. I think it's actually going to end up being 116 pages because as I'm pulling stuff together for the sketchbook section and these guys still need to send me their material for it, uh, it's going to be hard to cram it all into 112. So I think we're going to expand it a little bit. But, you know, the, the dialogue has been tweaked a bit here and there. I know Rob put some work into uh, the coloring to kind of update it a little bit. And uh, we're going to have, uh, I have a pinup section with pinups by guys like uh, Neil Edwards, uh, comic book legend Keith Williams, uh, Neto Diaz, to the, the new back cover with a new anchor named Corey King, a couple, couple more pinups, and then a lot of behind the scenes sketchbook stuff. Maybe some script pages from the new one coming up to give people a hint of what that's going to be. Mm -hmm. Not quite, not quite sure yet. So we're trying to add a lot of bang to your buck in there. You know, uh, I can't. I honestly can say, not one person that has ever read the Switch has disliked it. Like everybody has always said, you know, wow, this is great. Like I really love this thing, and this is the first step to us bringing the character back. Like, you know, starting out with a one-shot comic at the end of the year and then a new graphic novel, hopefully the year after that. And we'll keep expanding this world. And it's going to kind of tie into the other New Pain books that we've put together. We're sort of building up a little New Pain verse or a little Switch verse, whatever you want to call it. A New verse, maybe, would be a good <laughs> word for it. Yeah, Hackverse hack Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, how do you feel to, to, you know, come back on for uh, Colors and, and touch some things up? Well, you know, there were some pages I saw that I colored and the panels didn't uh, look the way I envisioned after, uh, you know, from, from how it translated. But I, I was super glad to go back. I knew which um, uh, pages I wanted to just give a little more, uh, you know, polish to mm -hmm. redo. And um, so that, that was great. And just I, I can't wait to see the new uh, the new colors and the new book. Awesome. Um, so. I don't know how much I could, I know we talked backstage about some of the future with this too. How does it feel to like come back uh, to the Switch and, and have a little bit of a roadmap established uh, after, you know, it's been kind of dormant for the last couple of years? Uh, it feels really, really exciting, I think. Like, I really love these characters. Um, I love the world that we set up in this book. I love writing books about sort of morally ambiguous characters. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Electricia starts out as a villain and she's kind of on a, a path to redemption throughout this story. But at the end of it, you can't really say that she's a, a good person now or, or a superhero, but she's trying. And those are the kind of stories that are most fun for me to write. You can put a little edge into them uh, and the content can be a little, you know, a little more adult. Uh, the stakes are, are a little more real and it just gives it a different flavor from a typical uh you know, superhero comic book, I guess. Oh, that's that's awesome. the best part. If I can interject, that's the best part about doing your creator own stuff is that you don't have corporate or editorial looking over your shoulder and dictating what you can and can't do and handing us endless notes about, you know, this needs to change and we can't show this, we can't write that. 
Mm -hmm. uh, we can literally do whatever we want and it's um, creatively it's just it's the you know what most creatives strive for in their career is just to do whatever they want and uh, still have people praise them for their work hopefully yeah, I mean, that has to be nice to be able to like really, you know, flesh out your vision without having to worry about, you know, not being able to go as far as you want to with it. Um, that seems like it would really hamper the creative vision, having all those boundaries in place. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let me, you, let me tell you, like the last time I wrote Superman for DC, uh, I don't know if I've told you guys a story or not, but like at the very end of the production process, like a few weeks before the book was supposed to ship, the editor of the book uh, reached out to me and said, hey, listen, we can't have Superman punch anybody. We have to change this. And I was oh, like, I remember, I remember this. I'm like, what? Superman's been punching people for like 80 years now, but suddenly like he's not allowed to punch anybody anymore in this one particular instance where he knocks out Sinestro. Uh, and it really took a lot of the joy out of writing Superman for me that day or out of the out of writing for DC or for Marvel or these other companies, uh, when something arbitrary like that can be imposed on you and maybe the editors don't understand how much time and effort goes into crafting a story where if it builds up to the culmination, like with one big punch, and then they, they neuter it by taking that moment away and saying, no, he mm -hmm. has to just, you know, the time limit expires on this fight, basically. Who was the editor? <laughs> Uh, he was a fellow, you might have heard of him, his name was Eddie Berganza. Okay, I would have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, was it there. Eddie? He worked there for quite some time. He must have never uh, played Injustice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, that really soured me on on that. And I, coincidentally, haven't written anything for DC since then. Well, no, it's not true. I did write some Green Lantern stuff after that, but it never came out. It's still, I sell it at conventions now, it's a bootleg. And so I think right now, let's go ahead and let's shock things up and take a look at this Kickstarter real quick and see what this campaign's all about. So congratulations <laughs> once again, guys, on funding. Uh, such an awesome, awesome thing uh, to see. We are looking at the Switch Electricia, the remastered electrifying edition of the Switch graphic novel in soft cover for the first time at $3,597 of a $3,400 goal with 115 backers and 12 days left to go. Uh, once again, congratulations, guys. How are you feeling right now? Ah, it feels good. You know, we're not looking to get rich off this campaign. We just want to get the book back out there. And so it's a low funding goal. We've been lucky to hit that goal. And now, uh, you know, let's see if we can drive it up a little bit and put that extra yeah. money into the next book. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, we're comfortable um, and satisfied that it's it's going to uh, come out because of the backers. But, mm -hmm. you know, everything else from here is bonus, um, not just to us and, you know, the building the the funds but just uh that will help us put bonus material for the fans too so everything from here is gravy we have some time left um i'm going to throw up some more sketches just to try to uh, you know pander to the, the fan base and hopefully uh they'll bite and uh, boost that number up Real quick, everyone that is watching right there is the link in chat. Be sure to check this out with us. It is new comic book day. Do not miss out on this awesome deal. Be sure to back and get this book in your hands when it drops. Uh, if you aren't able to back, simply putting it on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you can. Word of mouth is 100% free. Getting as many eyes on this as possible. What we're trying to do. And we are really close to hitting uh, the first stretch goal. You get a Electricia trading card at $4,000. Uh, and then the Dr. Hate uh, trading card at forty five, dollars And then Loverboy at 5000 So some awesome trading cards. And a and look Rob at Miller, this cover. Rob Miller designed those trading cards, by the way. He did a bang-up job on that stuff. 
Thank you. It's no, Tom's artwork that. and your characters. You you wrote them, so I just oh, I, I just colored them. Out. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Doctor Hate. <laughs> oh, I just got an idea. Hey Keith, I just have an idea. If we hit like a certain amount, because how many backers do we have? Cody, do you remember? Hundred and uh, one fifteen or something like that. One fifteen. No, I could do like one fifteen original trading card like side headshots. Like <laughs> one minute, like one to two minutes each. It's like a simple one, you know. Like I could do my Batman's at shows. Oh, they'd love that. Oh yeah, that. Oh, that, that... Hey, oh, I'll no, tell you what. Okay, that's my... Whenever I open up uh, a Gemini mailer and see something in there like that, I always lose it. Uh, are you a hardcore uh, Gemini, um, like a comic slab grading guy? CGC? No, no, no. I, well, I just saw uh, whenever, you know, typically whenever you back up, uh, it, it mostly comes in uh, Gemini. So I was just using that just kind of generalized packaging. I have a box of Gemini. Like I literally bought like a hundred Gemini um, boxes to, to <laughs> ship out stuff. <laughs> You're going to need 15 more at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, no, those are great. I've never had um, anyone complain about anything being damaged in those mm -hmm. Gemini boxes. So they're great. The design is amazing. So right here, we are looking at the cover. This is gorgeous. I, I love the art on this. Uh, so give us a little bit of who we're looking at. You know what's happening right here. Well, Keith told me, "Hey, draw something new and cool to help promote." And I said, "Okay." And um, I remember he sent me like a design or a layout or two, but I, I don't even know like what it looked like or what I did with it. So I just, you know, like I said earlier, Keith doesn't care. I'll draw whatever I want and mm -hmm. um, just make sure it looks cool. And so this is the main character, Electricia. And um, I don't know what I was going for here. I mean, you know, she's kind of like a, a dual personality. If, if you've read the, the first book and here it kind of shows that with her uh, two identities, you know, she's, uh, Electricia, but she's underneath bursting through the uh, switch costume, which is her alter ego when she wants to do good instead of being her, you know, bad, evil former self. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's just a generic comic book, you know. I, I feel like it's like she she's in a fight where we're, the camera stopped in the middle of the fight. You know, she's fighting somebody who's, you know, giving her her money's worth and the costume's tearing off and she's like, you know, about to unleash something uh, well you feel that but i'm the artist and that's not true that's not <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're 100 percent wrong <laughs> rob's like i'm just trying here man no, i'm just no. trying <laughs> no, no, no. No, no 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 i'll take it i'll take it so right here uh, is this uh cover uh the cover b uh that was the one of the original promo pieces rob what's going on here that ass what did you do <laughs> that asthma <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, down below we have some of the interiors as well so let's go ahead and check out some of these lovely uh, preview pages right here loving this yeah, color so these are uh, you know some uh, snippets from the first book so uh, I mean really we're, we're just throwing up artwork just to get some eyes on it but uh, you know this, this is, is all uh, this is a nice stuff. like lead into everybody because you know you got that establishing shot in the beginning and then you see like right away you know like a lot of good tv shows nowadays they start into it they don't like uh you know waste it's not like time. a slow burn yeah yeah it's not a slow burn we're, we're like already in the thick of it at this point and it's like okay well something's happened here that, so what is it you know yeah you know we're far enough from the original campaign that we can show these pages as a good lead-in and not have to worry about people, you know, bitching at us because oh, you're giving away too much for free. Already. <laughs> I love uh, Loverboy's design too. 
I uh, like the flowing mullet behind him. Just gorgeous. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's based off uh, another um, uh, junior high and high school friend of mine. And back then, he actually looked like that. He actually had a mullet. And he looked like, I mean, it's based off of him. So um, <laughs> I've been trying to get him for years to, to be a, a cosplay table boy at my comic book con, comic con appearances wearing the lover boy outfit. Oh, that is awesome. So let's go ahead real quick. Uh, we'll check out some of these rewards. So uh, for $10, you can get a digital copy of this uh, 116 pages uh, estimated right now um, at 25 or more. You can get the physical trade paperback. We have, oh, wait, you at, don't have a $5 one, $5 one. You get your name printed in the back of the book. If you no. submit the correct name. Keith? No, there, there's some there was some backers where their name was spelled wrong, and the first time we did that, they, they got they got very snippety about it. So I'm skipping that this time. Oh man, <laughs> can you believe this? We actually we I'm gonna say I don't care. So we actually like lost a friend because uh, he submitted his name wrong, and uh, that's not on you guys, he, huh? That's not yeah, like, on right. you. He submitted his name wrong, and then like I got bitched at. And I'm like, okay. That's wild. I mean, so like, much, double so check much. yourself, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we have at thirty uh, the new Pain Universe digital. So this is going to be a digital copies of all the the cop, uh, comics you have in the new Pain Universe as it stands. Yeah, so far, pretty much copy right. of everything we put out so far. Yeah, and over two hundred pages of content as well. So one hell of a, a tier to pledge to. We have at fifty or more new Pain two and one. That's going to be uh, the trade paperback and a hardcover as well? Yeah, we have the, the original hardcover edition. I don't have that many left, actually, but I have enough to, you know, make a limited tier for the campaign. So oh, people can get the new, the new and the old put together. And then we'll scroll through some of these other tiers as well. So we have, like, the New Pain Universe for 60, uh, a sketch trade paperback, plus a head sketch for 70. So what's this head sketch going to look like? If you scroll down on the page, you'll see them because they're all pre-drawn by Mr. Tom over here. Tom and Guyan. But this right here ahead. is Neil. This is that uh, shot up there was Neil Edwards' is, uh, pinup that's in the book. No, I, oh, yeah, I, that's I, gorgeous, too. So, right here are some of the headshots. So, these are uh, the, for uh, 70 more. You there get you the, the, the trade paperback and some of these headshots, and these are gorgeous, too. Or do they get to pick one, or is it just one of these uh, randomized? Uh, they can pick one, I suppose. I mean, uh, I might. Uh, draw a few ahead of time but if they have a specific character they want i don't mind drawing it oh that is cool from and we the have a switch page. right the, the characters sketches from the switch like you're not gonna do like batman or something right or, or whatever no um, it's actually it's literally just these sketches on the page right here that we're giving away as the, the hedge oh really are those leftover yeah, or something <laughs> no they're the ones that you drew for this campaign you dummy <laughs> <laughs> oh okay because apparently yeah I remember we were talking about this in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, at 75 or more a painful new year. So this will come with a 16 month calendar. Uh, that's that's the first time I've ever seen a calendar like that involved in a comic uh, Kickstarter. That's awesome. Yeah, that was just trying to come up with something different that you don't often see on these campaigns. So I, I wouldn't mind having a new paint calendar on my wall. So I'm going to make them whether or not anyone pledges for it or not. And then uh, we'll, we'll kind of skip ahead a little bit. We have some retailer uh, tiers as well, but for 225, uh, Electricia does Gotham City. So Tom, I'll let you take the wheel for this one. Yeah, so I have a, a tiny stash of uh, the first appearance of Jason Todd as a Red Hood. I worked on that. And um, God, no one's got that yet. 
come on guys what a deal this is like mint condition I'll yes sign it. I'll have Doug Mankey sign it it's uh it's the red hood so outstanding price too wasn't one of the first things to go but hey you know if no one gets it I just keep it and then we have uh some some other uh pinups and other tiers you guys right here is the link be sure to check those out uh, and be sure to back most importantly it is new comic book day do not miss out on this awesome campaign so uh real quick guys after we've kind of taken a look at it what would you like to say to anyone who might be on the fence about backing if you just had a few seconds to kind of convince them otherwise take it rob i would say if you like uh you know comics like the, the boys you know kind of that flavor you know unexpected crazy wacky uh brutal bloody gory sexy stuff back this one i would say listen to rob <laughs> i would say if you're on the fence you're already thinking about doing it you're going to do it anyway so just hop over the fence you're gonna do it do it anyway <laughs> listen to rob um so after uh the switch electricia you know what else is uh on the docket for you guys like what else are you looking forward to within uh 2023 i know keith you were uh saying earlier you had another kickstarter that you were helping run correct yeah i'm working on jim starlin's dreadstar versus the inevitable kickstarter wow. which is, uh, before this podcast launched you know a half an hour ago or whatever it was 80 dollars away from funding so i think by the time we end It'll probably get over the funding goal, but uh, you know, Starlin is kicking ass. Uh, yeah, I don't know how old he is now, 70, 65. He's got to be up there somewhere, but he's doing the best work of his career. I'm lucky that I've gotten to read the whole thing ahead of time. And uh, it just improves on Dressed Our Returns, which you should be. <laughs> I am. Uh, no, I mean, he put out Dressed Our Returns a couple of years ago and it was, you know, no one thought that Jim would be able to draw anymore because he had a hole blown through his drawing hand. Uh, and even he didn't think he could draw anymore, so he retired. But then after a couple of years of rehab and physical therapy, uh, he managed to start drawing a little bit at a time and build up his drawing endurance. I didn't even know this story. Wow. Yeah. So he came back better than ever, like against all odds. And now, now I feel like, and I don't know him very well, I mostly worked through Ron Mars and uh, our friend Chris um but i feel like he's you know he's got this second chance and he just wants to draw a fucking dead star dread star now and he's you know got another graphic novel he's already working on after this one he got that so, fire in him man i it, it yeah. would be so hard to like lose that ability and like just come to terms with that and then get a, a, a second wind at it that has to be awesome yeah, it's like it's the frank Rosetta, you know when he had a stroke and he couldn't use his his right hand so that he taught himself how to paint left-handed wow uh but yeah, Rob, Tom, what about you guys do you guys have uh, any other projects that you're working on outside of the switch um i'm working on a, a different graphic novel it's not the superhero type it's more of a, a historical type uh, educational historical it's uh it's kind of based in black history and uh, it's 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 a story about um uh, uh how do i describe this yeah, I used to be able to describe it. It's been a while since someone asked me. Um, basically, the writer is a descendant of um, the of the uh, original black slaves that came to a town called uh, Hastings, and the book is called Welcome to Hastings, and it's, it starts off in the eighteen hundreds. Um, you know, he's uh, his his ancestors. Uh, it, it tells a story about the rise and the fall of the black population in this small town America. That culminates in the KKK burning down the first black church in that town. 
and then uh you know we explore why you know there was a thriving black population back then and why over the decades has it decreased you know it's, it goes through ups and downs but um mm-hmm. you know what a lot of people didn't know back then was that um you know it, th- this particular town and which mirrors a lot of um small america towns back in 1800s had just really thriving black populations that were doing well um they were um uh, part of uh, the politics and and they were educated and uh this is a part of black history that doesn't get uh, talked about too often and we're presenting it in graphic novel form i'm almost halfway done with the book and as soon as i'm done with the book which should be by the summer then i can jump you know full bore into the next switch project that's that's so cool too that you guys are able to give a piece of history that's not like really really taught in schools or or die dove into that deep you know being able to give that media to, to people to be able to you know learn what really happened well thank you you know i i especially when you consider the the authenticity of the source the writer and uh you know keith has met him in fact um you know keith may may help out in some way uh, as far as putting this thing together as we approach wrapping up the book um you know uh, i know the writer would like to meet up with keith and consult him and pick his brain a little bit but um i always feel that uh any time that you can get an extra sliver or a thread of 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 knowledge about history it adds to the overall um lore of of uh, of um uh, black history you know it's uh you know no one's making anything up uh, no one's trying to start anything. We're literally just telling another thread of uh, historical knowledge. Well, that's Black awesome. History Month too. It's Black History Month now. So, so uh, Rob, what about you? I know uh, earlier you said you had some commissions uh, that you could open up, but are, are any other projects or anything that you're working on as well? Um, just I'm, I'm doing a little uh, coursework online, um, and then I'm. Uh, outside of comics, I'm, I'm trying to um, help a small studio that I, I helped establish years ago. We're, we're uh, getting rid of some equipment, so it's, it's nothing too big and flashy, but uh, it's taking a lot of my time away. But looking forward to, you know, doing the coloring work I can for Keith and, and a couple commissions that I got uh, on my drawing table. So, yeah. No, that's I would awesome. Like, I would really like to get Rob. Uh, Rob is super talented. Like, he, he can draw. He's a great colorist. His production knowledge is second to none. I want to get him to draw, uh, like pencil, ink, and color, a complete like eight-page Doctor Hate story as a backup for one of these books. Ooh! Uh, but he always sort of like resists anytime <laughs> I mention. Anytime I mention, hey, why don't you do this? Like, why don't we do something <laughs> like this? And then it never quite pans out. But I'm gonna I'm gonna reel that we'll, fish in at some point. Well, well yeah, we'll we'll keep it up there. <laughs> So, Rob, Tom, Keith, thank you three for swinging by, breaking down this awesome book and deep diving this Kickstarter with me. Before I let you guys go completely, I always love asking a little bit of advice for anyone who might be new listening uh, in the stream. So with that being said, for anyone who's looking into getting into comics, whether it's writing, artists, uh, being an art or a colorist, um, what type of advice would you offer them just to help them get motivated and starting? Who wants to go first? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the advice I always give people is, I mean, obviously you need to have some kind of talent and some kind of persistence to break into this industry. I always tell people, once you break in, 
be somebody that people want to work with. Don't be an asshole. Don't uh, be pretentious. Don't take it so seriously that people are like, oh my God, this guy is the biggest pain in the butt or this girl is the biggest pain in the ass to work with. Like she gives me headaches all day long. You know, just take it as it comes and, you know, enjoy the ride. Uh, and try to work with your friends as much as you can because it's a hard job. But when you work with people that you like, it really makes those hard times a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd say, um, you know, try to meet as many people as as you possibly can. Not it doesn't have to be in person, but even online. If you can't, like, say, go to a comic book convention, you don't have the means to actually travel to meet some of these pros, and just don't be afraid to ask questions. See how they work. See what they do differently than you do and um you know and, and see if uh if you can glean any knowledge as to why they're working and why you're aspiring um at the same time be realistic and be open-minded to criticism mm -hmm. um but be realistic as to where you are with talent wise now um you know, I, I kind of half jokingly say that, that you don't necessarily need any talent anymore to, to work. You just need to know the right people, which is kind of true, right? like honestly. But, um, you know, like if, if you're, say you're 30 and you're still drawing like you're 15, then, you know, you might be entering the world of delusion there and maybe just kind of stick to it as a hobby. You know, it's I'm not discouraging you from doing what you want to do and become pro but you have to be realistic too you know if you're still struggling and you're like you know a full-grown adult and you you draw like um like i did when i was seven then maybe comics is not for you just stick to reading it <laughs> <laughs> or at least writing it right <laughs> yeah you know i mean you know i don't know it's that's and you know that's part of listen to critique you know mm -hmm. like sometimes I don't know. As I've gotten older, I'm more of a softie now um, with how I give critiques. But, uh, you know, there's something to be said for brutally straight to the point, honest critiques. But you have to do it in a very diplomatic, you know, constructive way. And um, the, the recipient, you know, you have to be you have to check your ego at the door enough to where, you know, do you want do you want to get better or not? And part of getting better is listening, which is what Keith said. If you're a good listener, instead of trying to argue with people or trying to be all defensive, then you're easier to work with, you know, and mm -hmm. people will read into that. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, everything they said, like managing expectations that you have and being flexible, too, with, you know, what you want to do. Like, uh, you know, I'm not like a full-fledged professional comic book artist, but I've been able to make, uh, you know, a decent living as a a creative professional and so i'm having gratitude for being able to have some clients that are enough to keep me working that that means a lot instead of just being like nope i'm only doing this i'm only doing that <laughs> and then no i'm not listening to what anybody says like like tom was saying too like um you know listen to people but uh utilize what they tell you and uh, you can grow quicker and there's a lot of resources online that weren't there when we were young we were young kids, so you can, you can grow your what's, knowledge. Yeah. What's that one saying? Um, you have to have two out of three. Th Keith, you know what I'm talking about? You have to have two out of three things, and you'll be hireable. Um, good talent, fast, 
Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. I think that was it. It was just. I think it, it sounded good. It sounded yeah. good, no, though. No, I think it's like you have to. Okay, you have to be good. You have to be good, okay, lucky, be good, or... fast, and nice. Pick two out of the three things, and you should be like safe getting work. Yeah, like the saying, you know. No, that is awesome. Thank you three for the awesome advice and the awesome chat. Everyone watching right here is the link to back this campaign. Do not miss out. You only have twelve days left to go. So be sure to back today or at least share it where you can. Appreciate everyone stopping in. This has been a lovely Wednesday afternoon, evening. Uh, with that being said, it's time for us to wrap up. I hope you all have an awesome night, but most importantly, keep it geekly.